Hey ladies, how you doing out there, you gangsters and you senior citizens of the world? I just want to let you know that I'm here. I'm starting my new podcast with Anchor. It's free, so I thought, why not give it a try? There's creation tools there that allow you to edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute my podcast, so it will be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, at home. During the coronavirus epidemic, this is where we're going to be. So, it's a mandatory call to action that we... Take anchor. We got young people in the house. Where's everybody 25 and under? Make some noise. Young people, where y'all at? Thank y'all so much for coming. We appreciate that, young people. Where's all the rest of us? Where's 25 and older? Make some noise, man. Okay, y'all grown in the motherfucker. I get it. I get it. Y'all grown. If we could tell you young people anything, we would tell you enjoy your motherfucking youth while you got it. Whatever the fuck you trying to do in your dreams and shit, do it right the fuck now. While your body is still with you. Because the rest of us would tell you this getting old shit is for the birds. That shit do not let off. Once it's on your ass. Grandfather making all that noise, getting out the bed. He, uh, 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 I'm over there judging this shit. Look at this lace ass nigga. You know, ain't nothing wrong with him at 6 30 in the goddamn morning. Now we're getting older. We see this shit is for the birds. Your mind is still young, but your body has checked the fuck out. You ever told yourself to get out of bed and yourself didn't listen? It's time to go on and get out to bed now. I'm gonna go on and get out to bed now. I'm gonna lay here 10 more minutes and get my shit together. 10 more minutes. Your body has given the fuck up. You start getting older, you gotta change shit. I used to be able to watch TV all night long. Not no more. Now I gotta take my stupid ass to sleep. These motherfucking commercials is too scary and too not specific. You scared and don't even know what the fuck you scared of. I know I'm not the only person in here who think he might, maybe, could possibly have me so daily on.
When you young, the only way you can hurt yourself is if you in an accident. You start getting older, you can fuck yourself up. Not doing a goddamn thing. You young, you had to hurt yourself to be in accident. You get older, you see your friend, he got a cast on all his ribs and shit. You, goddamn, nigga, did you get in a car accident? Nah, I fucked around and yawned too fast and caught <laughs>
Hicks. He is pure evil, but you'd never know it by looking at him. Jeffrey Dahmer. That's another story. His killing field was Serial killer. He got away with murder for more than a decade. But how could any of this happen? For the first time ever, Nancy Glass is here inside the world of Jeffrey Dahmer. Bill, when I sat down opposite Jeffrey Dahmer for this interview, I wondered what he would tell me, how hard it would be to get him to discuss his... Inside the world of Jeffrey Dahmer. Bill, when I sat down opposite Jeffrey Dahmer for this interview, I wondered what he would tell me, how hard it would be to get him to discuss his horrific crimes. What I found was that he was very forthcoming. He volunteered details that may be difficult to hear. I began by asking what he wanted from the men he picked up. I had uh, these obsessive uh, desires and, and uh, thoughts wanting to control them, to... Uh... I don't know how to put it, uh, possess them permanently. And that's why you killed them. Right. Right. Not because I was angry with them, not because I hated them, but because I wanted to keep them with me. And, uh, as my obsession grew, uh, I was saving body parts such as, uh, skulls and, uh, skeletons. Jeffrey Dahmer is recalling his monstrous past. Almost two years ago in this little apartment in Milwaukee, police discovered the grisly remnants of one of the most horrible crime sprees in American history. Jeffrey Dahmer, an unassuming chocolate factory worker, would eventually confess that he had seduced, murdered, and dismembered 17 young men. He even ate some of his victims' body parts. He instantly became the center of worldwide media attention, a serial killer unmasked. There were protests and press conferences in Milwaukee as people tried to understand how this could have happened in their midst. How did Jeffrey Dahmer get away with murder after murder for 13 years? How did a boy born into a hard-working, middle-class family turn into the worst kind of monster imaginable? In this exclusive interview, we put those questions to Jeffrey Dahmer himself. We met with him at the maximum security prison where he is serving his sentence of 999 years. For the first time, he talks about his crimes and gives us a chilling look inside the mind of a serial what? killer. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, when you uh, depersonalize another person and view them as just an object, uh, an object for pleasure instead of a, a living, breathing human being, uh, it, it seems to make it easier to uh, do things you shouldn't do. The reason why Jeffrey Dahmer was able to get away with his crimes was because of just what you are seeing here. Jeffrey Dahmer is intelligent and articulate. That is what makes him so frightening. But if you listen carefully to his words throughout this interview, you realize it is a thin disguise. You do sound, though, like the kind of person who could have said to himself, this is wrong, I must stop. I always... I knew that it was wrong, but uh, uh, after the, f the first, the first uh, killing was not planned, I was uh, coming back from the shopping mall back in 78. I had had uh, fantasies about picking up a, a hitchhiker, 
and uh, taking him back to the house and uh, having complete control and dominance over him. The hitchhiker's name was Stephen Hicks. He was just 18. Jeffrey Dahmer took him to his parents' house. There he strangled him with a barbell. He dismembered the body and hid it in a drain pipe. It was Jeffrey Dahmer who gave those details to the police in his confession. No one, no one had a clue as to what was happening for, for over a decade. During that time, Jeffrey Dahmer joined the army and was sent to Germany. He was eventually discharged for a drinking problem and returned to Ohio. Nine years after Stephen Hicks' murder, the killing began again. What happened to you in the nine years in between that you were able to stop? that you were able to control yourself. just wasn't an opportunity to uh, fully express what I wanted to, to do. There was just not the, the physical opportunity to do it then. And uh, I started, when I moved to Milwaukee in 81, uh, I started reading pornography, going to the bookstores. Um, eventually that led to frequenting the gay bars and then I one time I brought this uh, young man back to the hotel room the ambassador hotel uh, was just planning on drugging him and uh, spending the night with him had no intention of hurting him when I woke up in the morning he uh, had a broken rib here I was heavily bruised apparently I had uh, beaten him to death with my fists and you have no memory of it? I have no memory of it. But that's what started the whole spree all over again. Dahmer says he snuck the corpse of his victim, Stephen Toomey, out of his hotel room in a suitcase. Then he took it to his grandmother's house, where he cut up the body and put it in plastic garbage bags. When you killed these men, afterwards, were you repulsed? Were you upset? No, it, at the time, uh, it, was, it was almost addictive. It was almost uh, a surge of energy. Uh, I wouldn't have to uh, worry about um, any of their needs or anything. I just had complete control of the situation. But Jeffrey Dahmer was out of control. The urge to kill had overpowered him. As police later learned, he wasn't satisfied with his victim's death. He wanted more. Why did you photograph them? It was my way of remembering uh, their appearance, their physical beauty. Uh, I also wanted to keep something. If I couldn't keep them there with me whole, I, at least I felt that I could keep uh, their skeletons. And uh, I even went so far as planning on uh, setting up an altar with uh, the... Uh, Ten different uh, skulls and skeletons. And what was the purpose of the altar going to be? Uh, as a sort of uh, memorial. Uh, a, a point where I could... I don't know. It's, it's, it's so bizarre and strange, it's hard to describe. A place where I could collect my thoughts uh, and feed my obsession. When the bodies were still in your apartment... There was no time when you would see them and say, this is grotesque, what have I done? 
There were times, there were times, but the compulsive obsession with uh, doing what I was doing overpowered any feelings of revulsion. This man, with a quiet, almost shy demeanor, became a master manipulator who was able to lure strangers he met at gay bars to his apartment. He was even able to con the police into returning a 14-year-old boy to him after neighbors called 911 upset that the child was in the street naked and bleeding. Dahmer convinced the police that he and the boy were simply having a lover's quarrel. The intoxicated uh, boyfriend of another boyfriend. Police left. Jeffrey Dahmer murdered that boy. Conorak sent the some phone. This man says he had a near fatal encounter with Jeffrey Dahmer. You want to take some picture of my back? He hit me with a rubber hammer on my neck. He was lucky to escape because by then the killing had become almost routine. Before you went out to pick up a man, was there any kind of ritual you went through? I go to the nightclubs, uh, drink watch the, uh, the strip tea shows, and uh, if I didn't meet anyone at the bars, I'd uh, go to the bath clubs and uh, meet, meet someone there, offer them money, and we'd go back to the apartment, uh, have a few drinks, I'd have the, uh, the uh, sleeping pill mixture already prepared, the person would drink it, fall asleep, and uh, that's when they would be strangled. So less than $10 for an entire month of electricity, which is pretty insane. Basically how I did this was I enrolled in this new solar panel program going on this year in 2020. I took this short little survey. It takes about 60 seconds to complete. You can actually take it right now by clicking the button below here. Uh, but you can only qualify if you're paying over $100 a month like I was, and you have to own your own home. The installation process was insanely easy. They really walk you through everything and pretty much hold your hand through the entire process. Once it's done, you start generating electricity through your house through these uh, solar panels instead of having to pay the power company hundreds of dollars, which is great. It can even get as low as $7, uh, which I just showed you on my recent electricity bill. Uh, but here's the real icing on the cake. The real reason you want to get these solar panels to your house is once these panels really get going and start generating a lot of power, a lot of electricity, you actually generate extra electricity. So you end up paying nothing for your electricity bill, and you actually make money by selling the extra electricity back to the power company putting as much as $150 a month into your pocket. Pretty crazy. It's something uh, tens of thousands of people are doing to cut down their electric bills. And if you do it before the end of 2020, you can actually get huge government tax credits, which means you can take thousands of thousands of dollars right off your tax bill. Uh, so if you want to cut down your electric bill to nothing, sell your extra electricity back to the power company, putting money in your pocket in the process, and receive government tax 
tax credits that save you thousands of thousands of dollars in taxes, please click the button below right now. But just make sure you're paying over $100 a month on electricity bills and that you own your home or you won't qualify. All you do is answer a few questions about your location, your electric utility provider, and you're all set. Uh, so click the button below now and start slashing your electricity bill down to nothing today. Thank you. Exorcist 3 was also part of his ritual. It put him in the mood for murder. I felt so hopelessly uh, evil and perverted that, uh, that I, I actually derived a sort of pleasure from watching that tape. Did you like feeling evil? No. No, I didn't. From watching what tape? the altar going to be? Uh, as a sort of uh, no. memorial mixture already prepared person would drink it fall asleep and uh, that's when they would be strangled watching the movie exorcist 3 was also part of his ritual it put him in the mood for murder i felt so hopelessly uh, evil and perverted that uh, that I, I actually derives a sort of pleasure from watching that tape did you like feeling evil no no i didn't but uh i tried to overcome the thoughts and it worked for a while but eventually i gave in while jeffrey dahmer may say things today that make it seem like he understands what went on in his mind he does not all he can do is tell you what happened, but he cannot stop whatever it is that drove him to kill in the first place. Do you still feel those same urges? Do you still feel that compulsion, that obsession? Uh, I wish I could say that uh, it just left completely, but uh, no, there are times when I still do, still do have uh, the old compulsions. Jeffrey Dahmer says as time went on, his mind became more and more warped, and yet he was clever enough to continue to elude police and lure young men to his apartment. We should warn you, the details are very graphic. I started having these obsessive thoughts uh, when I was about uh, 15 and 16, and they got worse and worse. What were your fantasies about? Uh, they were sexual fantasies of control, power. Uh, complete dominance uh, they became reality was there pleasure in that fantasy there was excitement uh, fear pleasure all mixed together Jeffrey Dahmer fulfilled his fantasies by murdering and dismembering 17 young men in time his desires became more extreme his deeds more grotesque listen to him talk about the most unnatural things in the most matter-of-fact of ways that's when you realize that none of it has touched him. I was uh, branching out. The That's when the cannibalism started. Eating of the heart and uh, the arm muscle. It was a way of uh, making me feel that uh, they were a part of me. It, it, for, at first it was just curiosity. And then it became compulsive. Then I tried to... Uh, Keeps a person alive by inducing a zombie-like state. Um, 
by uh, injecting uh, first uh, dilute acid solution into their brain or uh, hot water. And uh, it never did completely work. Could someone like you be stopped? Could you be helped? No, I, I was... I was dead set on, on going with this compulsion. It was the only thing that gave me any... Uh, any satisfaction. He became so warped by his evil impulses that he even took a victim's head with him to work at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. I kept the, uh, the mummified uh, head and skull of one of the victims in uh, a, a carrying case in my locker at work. Were you almost flaunting it? Yes, but that's how strong the compulsion was. That's how bizarre the, the desire was. I wanted to keep something of, of the person with me. Jeffrey Dahmer exhibited some disturbing behavior early on. He began drinking heavily as a teenager, dropped out of college, was arrested for indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, and fondling a 13-year-old boy. Tragically, one of his murder victims would be that boy's brother. Do you know what started it? Was there any kind of incident that you can remember? To this day, I don't know what started it. And uh, the person to blame is sitting right across from you. That's the only person. Not uh, parents, not society, not pornography. I mean, those are just excuses. His macabre 13-year crime spree finally ended when this man, Tracy Edwards, brought the police to the infamous apartment. Like the others, he had gone there with the promise of money. He was listening to my heart because at a point he told me he was going to eat my heart at that point. I hit him I, and I ran. What was the turning point for you? that made you suddenly realize that you had done something terribly wrong, something you should be sorry for? It was uh, the night of the arrest. I have no memory of what happened uh, during the six hours before uh, the last victim ran out of the apartment. I heard a knock on the door, and the police were there uh, with, with the last victim. They asked me where the key was to the handcuffs. I was, my mind was in a haze. I sort of pointed to the bedroom, and that's where they uh, found the pictures. And they, they yelled, cuff them. I was handcuffed. And uh, it, it was just the realization that there was no point in trying to hide, hide uh, my actions anymore. The, the best route was to help help the police identify all the victims and just uh, make a complete confession. When it was revealed that most of the victims were black or homosexual, people in Milwaukee were incensed. Many felt that was why he went after them and why the police didn't seem to care when their families reported them missing. Ten of your 17 victims were black. Were they racially motivated? It, it was crimes? not racially motivated. It was not... Uh, sexual preference. It was just to find an obsession with uh, the best-looking young man I could find. While you just heard him say that his sexual preference had nothing to do with the killings, no. he has not come no. to terms with no. his homosexuality. Never understood it. There was no use trying to fight it because I, I couldn't rid myself of it. It was, it was too powerful and persistent. Do you dislike it? Yes, it's caused uh, a lot of problems for me. A lot of conflicts and uh, unanswered questions. 
The conflicts remain with him, and so do his compulsions. But in prison, he finally cannot act on his savage desires. If you were out on the street now, would you still be committing the crimes? Probably. If this hadn't happened, there's no doubt I probably would be. I can't think of anything that would have stopped me. What happened to Jeffrey Dahmer's last victim? Here's a summary from HuffPost. Jeffrey Dahmer's last victim escaped, only to end up in custody 20 years later over fight death. Edwards told police he had just escaped Dahmer's apartment and led them back there.